4: I'm R.J. Bell with a sports betting update for Tuesday. Dallas wins, and they cover, and they made it look easy. Just how good are the Dallas Cowboys? We're going to get into it. And how bad are the Eagles? (laughs) Now... In Chicago, there's trouble brewing, and the Vegas odds agree with it. The number one favorite to be fired first as a coach, Matt Nagy, for the Bears. Rookie QBs, you know they haven't done too well this season. We've got the numbers. Oh, by the way they haven't covered one time when not playing against another rookie against the spread Oh, for the season we'll get into it here comes a 4 out of the vegas truth covering all that and more
0: you're listening to fox sports, sports, radio. sports radio. radio this is straight out of vegas with the voice of vegas your host rj bell game show America has always wanted from the Vegas Strip here's R.J. Bell
4: you heard it I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas live on a Tuesday after Monday night football live on 225 FSR stations across this great great nation man oh man those cowboys i'm not happy about it personally i hate the cowboys gotta give them their due how good are they because their competition has been mighty strong so far you think about it not just the eagles who again maybe not as strong but they dominate so what's the difference chargers week after dallas wins they beat kansas city and then, obviously, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay, one of the top five teams for sure. So strength of schedule, quite strong for Dallas, and they're a play or two away from being undefeated. How different would the narrative be? Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. In studio, we got the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
5: Thanks RJ great to be here on a day where Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys took control of the NFC East the picture starts to clear up on who the best teams in the NFL are and the Bucks bring in Richard Sherman for a visit trying to improve their chances what is the Vegas lead RJ
4: yeah that's Sherman uh, you gotta wonder is that a sign of strength or of weakness we'll get to it but let's start with Monday night and specifically I want to start with that question where's Dallas ranked amongst the best in the league
5: Yes, RJ, the Cowboys overcome some questionable coaching calls, but still managed to dominate on the scoreboard, beating the Eagles 41 to 21 and covering every Vegas
4: number. All right. So let me start with Dak. Where is Dak on the quarterback rankings? Uh, It's easy to say, well, you know, it's pretty much the same rankings as the start of the season. Three games don't mean much. I think in general, that's true. But I would say when you're coming back from a major injury concerns, and we spent a lot of airtime talking about the lack of preseason prep for Dak, his arm strength. You don't go to the Texas Ranger baseball team unless there's a real problem. Even after week one, there was a sense of, yeah, good performance against Tampa, but his arm didn't look the same. Right now, AJ, I test as a fan who beats the man. What's your take on Dak? Where's he ranked to you amongst the best in the league?
5: He's probably a top eight uh, if I'm I mean, I'd have to narrow it down exactly. But he's certainly in the top 10 at this point and certainly exceeded my expectations for what he would be in the first few weeks of the season, given what his offseason looked like.
4: So when I hear top 10, I feel like I'm not getting an answer because I don't think a reasonable human could say he wasn't in the top 10. So, I think that
5: he's somewhere between 6 and 10. I don't put him in the top five, but he's certainly in that, in, in that next group. So you got Josh Allen
4: above him. I do have Josh Allen above him. Except how many years of Josh Allen's career – so this is his fourth year. Um, let's even discount this year, <laughs> though. Josh Allen's had two below-average games and one good game. Um, even though they beat Miami 35 nothing a week two, it was not a good Josh Allen game. So, But let's just accept this year is is an incomplete for all quarterbacks so far for this exercise. Is Josh Allen's rookie year Dak was better than him that corresponding year? Or Dak's rookie year, however you want to look at it. Second year, Dak was better. Third year, Josh Allen was better. And even though this was an incomplete year, obviously Dak's been better this year. So, like, what is the rationale? And I'm not saying reasonable people couldn't think this. I think most people would say this. Josh Allen's better than Dak, but when presented with the fact that three or two out of three years that were full seasons, clearly Dak was better, and I'd make the case this year Dak is better, how's Josh Allen better?
5: I think because we've seen a higher ceiling out of Dak Prescott, thus we assume that he'll be able to return to that number. And really what we saw so at the beginning
4: – AJ, you misspoke. You said Dak Prescott for the higher ceiling. You meant oh, Josh, Josh Allen.
5: Josh Allen. Okay. Josh Allen last maybe, year showed maybe the high ceiling. Maybe you're right.
4: Maybe you subconsciously it's a Freudian slip. <laughs> now,
5: d- now, Dak did look like – I mean, if you look at what he did early last season, looked like he was on his way to that kind of a season – But then, of course, he gets injured. So uh, right now, I've just seen the best quarterback play I've seen from those two guys has been Josh Allen last year. So right now, if I'm looking at their ceilings, he's got the highest ceiling.
4: Yeah, that's interesting because I would make the case that the start of last year for Dak and this year combines to about a half a season. And I'd say it was as good as Josh Allen was at his height. And then it's back to the idea about, well, what about the basement? Because Dak's basement has always been above average. And Josh Allen was really, as we've said many times, a Daniel Jones type third. You know, he was entering his third year, sort of like Daniel Jones entered this year. A lot of talent, a lot of uh, potential, not a lot of performance. And if. Daniel Jones continues to have the year he's having this year for the Giants. You can make the case he won't be the starter the next year. And you can make the case Josh Allen would have been a Trubisky-type casualty. And the fact he had a great year means, oh, no, it's totally different. He's signing a big contract, 40 million a year. I'm just not sure he's proven that yet. We'll see. We'll see. I do find it interesting Josh Allen's above him. Now, right now, you keep Brady above Dak. I do. Okay, and it's Mahomes. So Mahomes' Mahomes's struggles doesn't bother you yet.
5: No, Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson would be the rest of my top five.
4: Okay, now who after that? Now let's say that we're still debating Josh Allen, but let's accept. All right, you got Josh Allen ahead. Who else could you possibly think is ahead?
5: I think you could argue Matt Stafford.
4: Ooh, wow. I think you could
5: argue. I think you can argue Justin Herbert. I think you can argue Lamar Jackson, and I think right now you can argue Derek Carr.
4: Derek Carr is better. But wait a minute now. I thought we were saying that right now isn't the only issue because look what Josh Allen did last year. So when it's against Dak, we'll focus on this year only because it'd be hard to say Derek Carr's had a better year than than Dak. And, and again, I'm not a huge Dak fan, right? So I know there's just skeptics of Dak, and I like to kind of push against it to see where, where the pressure points are, where the... Um, Logic is strong where it's not. But so Derek Carr this year you're saying is better, thus he's Uh, better.
5: No, I'm saying you can make an argument for it. If I were to make official rankings right now, Dak would be ahead of Derek Carr.
4: Okay, and would he be ahead of Lamar? No. Really? So you'd rather have Lamar Jackson, a guy that you literally can't run a normal NFL offense around. You have to make the whole organization build around his special talents. And he has one playoff win, and that is better than Dak, which is a prototypical modern quarterback that's got mobility, but he doesn't have to run. Wow, that's fascinating. I wonder how many people agree with you. I think some do. Some do, but. Where do you have Dak? I'm not sure that Dak isn't. I don't know yet if I can be confident of his health, but if a doctor, if I see a couple more games, and let's just say that his health isn't the issue that he's recovered from last year's injury. His arm is not a problem because I do think there's still a greater than 0% chance that those are problems. And if so, it would make the recent performance even more impressive, but it would make me less optimistic long-term, but assuming health wasn't an issue, I would put him ahead of Josh Allen and I almost would be ready to put him ahead of Brady I I think that what we're seeing with Brady may be the beginnings of the decline. And if you look at the – it matters what stats you look at. And maybe tomorrow we'll do a deep dive because I don't want to do it halfway statistically. But I think with Brady and Tampa Bay in general, that loss against the Rams, that was a statement loss. And you can say, well, they're looking ahead, maybe to the Patriots. But then you think back: Dallas had them. We were out to dinner that night, right? There was what 40 seconds left, and Brady had to pull. The fact he pulled the magic off, give him credit. That's that's a plus for Brady, obviously. But it strikes me that Tampa was only down three against Atlanta in the second half. Or they were only up three. Atlanta was only down three. So it's like, what's been the impressive Tampa Bay game so far? Uh, it hasn't I'm,
5: really existed.
4: Uh, so now Brady's the head of that team. Uh, I don't know, you know? So I still put Mahomes clearly ahead. Uh, I still put Russell Wilson clearly ahead. And um, I Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. You know, Right now, I, I certainly would rather have Dak on my team, but that's an age issue. right? If it was just about this one year, I would put Dak and Aaron Rodgers tied, saying Dak's played much better this year, much better. Aaron Rodgers had a below-average year for him. Uh, he made a couple of passes. I mean, just think how different would the narrative be? And again, this is the greatness in a way, right? So in a way, I'm making the point on Aaron Rodgers, but in another way, I'm not. Which is if he incompletes one of those passes, they go one and two, and they were down at halftime against the Lions in the one win. How different would the narrative be about Rodgers?
5: Oh, it would certainly be different. I mean, it, we'd we'd be talking about well, is there a reason to panic?
4: Yeah. So it's two passes can make the you know in a way you could say Manning, uh, Eli wouldn't be. In the Hall of Fame consideration, if it wasn't for the one, I think it was the, what, Manningham or whatever, or the, the basket the catch. The helmet catch. Yeah, oh, okay. well, that that being another one, right? But, but that one, I'm not sure how much was Manning, uh, his throw as much as it was. I guess it was his mobility in a way. But the one down the left sidelines in the second Super Bowl with the basket, right? I mean, it was like one of the great throws of all time. You could say if it wasn't for that, but it's like he did it. And Bradshaw in Super Bowl 14, the long touchdown to Stalworth. It's like that play was a fluky play in a way, but he made the throw. So I don't know. I, I With Aaron Rodgers, what I know historically is by the end of the season, he's making mistakes, not great throws. That's why they're one and four in conference championship games. I'm not really that much of a a Rogers guy. I'm work, not a work. film guy. I'm not a guy that looks and says, oh my god, he's thrown to the second seam against the hash. I just look at performance and Aaron Rodgers typically underperforms when the brightest of the lights are on. People might not like hearing it, but it's true. Go ahead, AJ.
5: Where do you fall on Matt Stafford versus Dak as we've seen, I mean Matt Stafford right now through 3 games, it's a small sample, but an 82.6 QBR, better than any QBR from last season. Uh, I mean Matt Stafford looks like w- with Sean McVay, he may be the real deal and he's been kind of on the brink there in Detroit. I think maybe being in a better spot is, is going to put Matt Stafford into that upper upper conversation, upper-tier conversation.
4: Uh, you know, I, I think it's a valid potential conversation. But by definition, small sample sizes are deceptive. And there's a reason that In any given week, the the QBR is going to be higher of the best people than the season because the season has to have the good games, the average games, the bad games. Every quarterback has a range of games. Stafford hasn't had a bad game yet. What I know for sure is that last year before the trade, Stafford was about 12 or 13 on most lists. And I'm guessing that's where he would have been for you, right? Around there. Yeah. So now now we're thinking he jumps up to like four – or five, and you could say, yeah, it's because of how great the coaching is with the the boy genius. And it's like, okay, except in hindsight, like, what did the boy genius do with golf? Oh, golf's horrible. He probably wouldn't be in the league if it wasn't for McVeigh. It's like, well, he seems to be doing all right now with the Lions, isn't he? He's he's. I don't think anyone thinks he's a worse quarterback now. Do you? I, no. If anything, I've been fairly impressed by him. Based on what I thought we were going to see because of how great, and I'm saying in quotes, McVay is. So, if McVay wasn't the savior for Goff, and we don't know that for sure yet, but it doesn't seem like he was, why is he going to be the savior for Stafford? And if Stafford was 12th or so in most rankings, why is he going to be much better now? He's had three games that are better, but there's a reason the Bucs are bringing in Richard Sherman. Right? They're banged up in the secondary. Yep. So this is the beauty of the early season NFL is the smarter you are. And we do have the smartest audience in sports radio. That's objectively true here at straight out of Vegas. The smarter you are, the more you understand that you don't quite know what you think, you know? And to me, it's not fun to like sit and say, well, we can't know for sure. So we're going to try to figure it out, but we got to understand that the context of this is a couple of games, 3 games don't mean much. And what was our expectations coming in versus what they are now and if they've changed too much, you're probably making a mistake. All right, uh, let's take, I, Oh, good, AJ, finish I say, up. I
5: say I agree with that because if you look right now at the top, you know, 10 guys in QBR You'll see Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, and Jameis Winston in that group. And I don't think any of us had those four guys in the top ten
4: coming into the season. I would have had Cousins in the top ten. But again, I'm not a Cousins hater because he has a bad record in certain night games. You know, Cousins probably, I don't know, I I think the case could be made. Cousins has played the best quarterback this year of anyone.
5: I so, think there is an argument to be made for that, which blows my mind.
4: <laughs> Small sample. All right, let's take our <laughs> take our first break. When we come back, we'll finish wrapping up the Cowboys. How good are they? I'm going to give you a number, one to thirty-two, and the Eagles. Is it time to panic?
5: Keys, R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Straight out of
3: Vegas. Tire ratings and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out
2: all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerackcom sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against
5: out of eight, And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to kick around where Dallas ranks in the best team in the NFL conversation and where Philadelphia's at, and if either team has any room for improvement going forward.
4: I'm thinking Philly has a little room for improvement for sure. It's a great day to join. question is, Hurts, is he... What's the chance that he is the future quarterback? Great day to join. This is the Fastest Growing Show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of your support. Thank you. Keep spreading the word. We'll keep delivering winners, though my prop didn't do so well. Hurt When you're thrown from behind, it's hard to go under and laughter. And you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 89 degrees. Neon is flowing.
5: And, R.J., let's take a look at how our perspectives have changed on the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys coming into the season were the favorites, even bigger favorites now. It looked like maybe the Eagles had something after week one. Their odds have been a roller coaster. How good are these teams within within their division, and how good are they in the overall scheme?
4: Well, I think Washington has been the biggest disappointment. And we can sit and say, well, if you lose your starting quarterback – it makes sense that he wouldn't, you know, the team doesn't do so well. Except I don't think the quarterback play has been the issue. I mean, when you think about Washington, A.J.'s underperformance, are you thinking if only Fitzpatrick was there playing for Heineke because Heineke's so bad? That's not my sense at all. What about you?
5: No, I think they got by last season with very similar if not worse quarterback play and their defense was so great. I think the defense has been a huge disappointment this season.
4: No doubt. And a lot there were and we had Washington plus 350 and we were just smiling all off season about that to win the division and now their odds are worse than that. And and I think it's probably justified. This has been a real disappointment. There were a few voices out there with Washington that said, yeah, but look at the quarterbacks they played. And strength of schedule is a big deal. But you know what's deceiving about strength of schedule is when you play backup quarterbacks. It just takes maybe two games in a year, especially if they were good teams that are typically good. And then you get them with a backup quarterback. And now all of a sudden your strength, the schedule looks fine, but in truth those two games were just hugely different. I mean, think about last year when the Saints played Denver and Denver had to play a wide receiver at quarterback. Well, what's that going to do? Denver, look, you know, was a fine team, you know, a blow average team last year, but not horrible. And lo and behold, they were the worst team in the NFL the week they had to have a wide receiver be quarterback. Those are the kind of things that some people that follow them closely were skeptical of Washington, and it looks like they were right because that defense has done nothing impressive. Giants obviously are a disaster. So now if the Eagles aren't competitive, Dallas wins this division by, uh, by forfeit in a way, but <laughs> let's look at the teams and say, at what, let's just run down the best teams and think to ourselves, at what point could we make the case that Dallas is better? All right. Rams, no Tampa. No Browns. I'd say no, but I'm a Browns guy. Let's go to Arizona. Arizona's three and 0 Dallas-Arizona right now, if we were doing a last longer bet, meaning if they both make the playoffs and lose in the first round, it's a tie. But if one of them doesn't make the playoffs and one does, the team does last longer. If one team makes the second round, the other one makes the first, they last longer. Last longer bet, Arizona-Dallas, who do you got, A.J.? I'd take Dallas. OK, now how much of that mo- is going to be you saying, well, I think they're about even, but the division's so hard.
5: Well, I mean, that's part of it, but also because Dallas's division is so weak, there's a okay. there's a path to them winning the division, which means if they're one of the three teams that has a buy in that for in that or one of the if they're the only team that has a buy, it's an automatic. Well, well, hold on I can't see. Do,
4: do you think Dallas is competitive to get the number one seed?
5: I, I don't I, if you'd asked me that before the season I would have said no but the Buccaneers already losing well, games what,
4: the, what odds would I have to give you let's say I gave you four to one right now
5: no but so I, there's a lot better odds of them having a buy than there are of Arizona oh,
4: okay but that is the question the question is if you're debating who would uh, last longer and one of the rationales is Dallas could get to buy. I'm asking what percentage chance do you think it is that Dallas is getting to buy?
5: I, it's pretty slim but how okay. about this how about this argument instead Dallas is more likely to have to play a wild card team whereas Arizona is likely to have to play a division winner
4: Yeah so that question would be it, well I, I guess the only thing that dictates that is who's going to win the division versus who isn't So Dallas's division odds are much much better in Arizona So maybe the bet is wrong that way is uh, you make a good point is that the advantages of Dallas's division uh, situation now are so prominent if we're talking about making the second round because really effectively it means one if you win the division you not only make the playoffs but you also have a home game where even if you don't get the number 1 seed obviously now Arizona could have a monster season end up you know how they could be a 15 and 2 and still be behind the Rams in theory, right? And now all of a sudden they are a wild card team. So you make a good point. Maybe the way to ask it is who's favored on a neutral field right now? Who's favored between Dallas and Arizona on a neutral field? If you're making the line and the line is to split the result, not split the action.
5: It's close. Arizona minus one, maybe.
4: All right, so you got Arizona better right now. Yes, all right, Bills, who's better? Dallas or Bills. Or, Bills are clearly better. Packers. Packers. All
5: right, 49ers. 49ers, close okay. though. Much like the – I think the 49ers and Cardinals might be about the same.
4: Okay, so does McKenzie have any comment on that? He is our <laughs> resident PR agent for Cousin Kyle, his cousin, first cousin, Kyle Shanahan, McKenzie Rivers. What, what do you say about
1: that? Currently – The Cardinals have a better starting quarterback, so I'll give them that. Uh, Okay,
4: so this is – so I'm confused about this uh, Trey Lance stuff. Is he not being played almost like in wrestling where they're keeping like Andre the (laughs) Giant back until the right time to unleash him? Or why would Cousin Kyle be going with the lesser quarterback?
1: It's hard to learn that system. Look at Matt Ryan, look at Jimmy G, much better, much more proficient in their second well, year. If, well, that doesn't I
4: don't think that's correct at all. Wasn't Jimmy G's first year when he went 5 and 0 oh, off the injury? And that's when that's they signed him the long-term deal?
1: That's true. His first Yeah, his it's true, but it wasn't yeah. as good as so his Super he, Bowl when year. when he
4: played when he played 5 games only cuz he came like during the year, it was his best 5 games stretch probably.
1: I would disagree with that. I would say 2019 when he went to the Saints and put up 40, he was playing great ball then.
4: Okay, so so you, well let's do a little wager then. Is why don't we you can pick 5 games around that game and look at his QBR and I'll take the 5 games that he went 5 and 0 on and whatever the average QBR
1: is wins. Would you want to make that bet? Yeah. You 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 don't seem very confident. You said yeah like yeah. I mean there was a, a rainy Ravens game right before the Saints uh, oh, game you couldn't see, have that's the beautiful numbers,
4: but, then. so you can yeah. make an excuse cuz it rained. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was the wind blown quarterback in any of the for other both games? teams. Uh-huh. See here's the thing. Trey Lance is not playing. Like he the assumption is he's worse than I mean I'm not even sure if we've ever seen a situation that a team traded th- like three first round picks traded up to third in the draft and then they uh, and they had a guy a quarterback that they were trying to trade. That's the thing we got to keep in mind is the 49ers discussed, yeah, we're taking calls on Jimmy G, and you know we'll see. The fact that they didn't trade him, was a sign they didn't like what they saw with Trey Lance to start with. The fact he's hardly playing is a further extension of that. Does that mean he won't ever be good? No. But so far, this has not been par for the course. This was not what was expected. Trey Lance has underwhelmed, and he's been a disappointment. Or else this would have been the scenario. Yeah, we're going to keep Jimmy G the whole year. We know we've only got four years of cost, you know, uh, cheapness with him, uh, the new draft choice. But we're going to burn one of those as he learns the system and he plays two or three plays a game. That, That could not have been. And that's the thing, McKenna, a little hint for you. If you're going to be a show, you want to show in a realistic way. You don't want to show like in a cartoonish way where like no one can take it seriously. So I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. Do you believe that Trey Lance has been a disappointment? I do not. This is what was expected.
1: I mean by me, yes. There was a there was a prop out there how many games is Lance gonna start and it was seven and a half. You asked me, I'm like zero point five I think is the expected amount of starts for Trey Lance this season.
4: But you do understand that the way to make it where nothing is a disappointment is to somehow lower the expectations to zero <laughs> and thus anything after it is hey look he threw hey, Wilson had a couple completions last week. So, (laughs) like, explain to me how trading, that that idea that, yes, the 49ers traded up from, you know, 10 or 11, 12, whatever they were, they traded up to three, it took them an additional two extra first-round picks. So, literally three years of first-round picks for one draft choice, and oh, by the way, if he plays one game, if he starts one game that rookie year, he exceeds expectation, Could that be possibly what they thought coming in? And if so, it'd be the first time in the history of the NFL.
1: It's all about the timeline that you're on. A lot of people talk about the 49ers have a win-now team. Yeah, they have a great team. They could win now. But I believe in my cousin. I believe that he wants 40 years of coaching, and I think he wants a chance to get at Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback. He doesn't think that's Jimmy G, neither do I. He does think that's a possibility with Trey Lance. In the future, he's 21 years old. He's by far the youngest quarterback.
4: Everything you're saying makes sense. And at the end, you would say, "But you know what? It's starting a little slower than than expected." Like you can say the reason he made the trade was he didn't think Jimmy G had that ceiling, and he wanted that ceiling, and he was willing to roll the dice for that ceiling. I think all that's a valid approach, but to act like that the expectations for the rookie was either zero games or one game, which would be a half being the, this that. Communication would be, hey, half the time or so, if the over-under is a half a game to start in your line, well, if he starts zero, that falls one way. If he starts one, it falls the other, right? And that, that's about 50-50. That is an unreasonably low bar for a the third pick in the draft if you think he's going to have such a high ceiling. Now, does the slowness now him evolving, Does that is that a sign of something that's going to speak to his – ceiling eventually... Probably some, but it doesn't mean that he can't be slow at the start and get high, you know, high ceiling later. But you got to admit, it'd be nice right now if everyone was saying, man, he's playing better. Like Mahomes, his first year, yeah, he sat, though he was what, the 10th pick. There was a modest trade up for him. You had Alex Smith, who was considered better than Jimmy G right now. I'm not sure how true that was, but okay, let's say it was the case, because I think it was. They say that the reports out of Kansas City that year was. Oh my gosh, Jimmy G's great. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, is Mahomes great? Oh my gosh, he's going to supplant him. Like, it was like he was chomping at the bit at his heels to get there. There's no sense
1: of that with Trey Lance right now. If there were, he'd be playing more packages. You know what had, you heard last those week reports? he didn't play. He did not play against the Eagles. You heard reports about Justin Fields amazing everyone at camp. You gotta be I, I don't put a lot of a lot of stock in those reports, you know, media or, people. Or, or, or what you could people. say
4: is they're always gonna be extra positive and you gotta take the positive ones with a grain of salt, but if there isn't even positive ones when you know they're gonna be extra positive, that's a bad sign. That's fair. we'll let mckenzie try to
0: come up with an answer be sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6
5: p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific fox sports radio i'm aj hoffman he's the voice of vegas rj
4: bell okay so speaking of rookie quarterbacks or struggling quarterbacks maybe more importantly here let's talk about hurts so in our production aj we were asking about what does this mean for the eagles and your thought was hey Hertz, is he the guy? Should they be going to a backup? And my rationale was, and I'll ask you what you think of it, as long as you believe the quarterback has a material chance to be the ultimate answer. Now what does a material chance mean? You know, I don't know, five percent, ten percent, right? If it's a one in twenty shot, one you know, I, I don't think it can be less than that. If it's a one in fifty shot, you probably don't even acknowledge it exists, the shot. But let's say between 5% and 10% chance or more. Cause if you have a 10% chance, you almost got to like give them a shot. Now, if you have two quarterbacks that both have a shot to be the future, then whichever one has the higher shot, you give them the chance. Right. But right now we got Minshew as a backup and we got Flacco. Well, Flacco is already getting in movies at a discounted price. So, I mean, he's probably not the future. <laughs> I mean, those movies go, you know, it's like 55, I think. And I don't think Minshew's the future, right? So as much as people think he's been underrated, I think it was a good trade to get him. He's not the future. He's a stopgap. So the question with Hertz is... Is there even a question? Meaning it feels like his chances are above 10%. Thus, you got to let him go and keep playing. But boy, it could be a disaster this year or continue to be. Where's your take on that, AJ?
5: I mean, I agree with you that if if you are going to play him throughout this year, you have to accept that this year is almost likely to be a, a lost year. If you think you can compete in the NFC East this year, to me, Gardner Minshew may be a better option right now than, than Jalen Hurts.
4: Here's the question: Would you, if you said, okay, the chance to win the East, let's say hypothetically, was better with Minshew, but if you won the East and got in, odds of you going anywhere are almost zero that matters. So would you, but let's say Hurts does have a 15% chance to be the future. Would you say, screw the 15% chance to be the future? He's done. He's on the scrapped heap because we want to have a better chance to win the East because you know what? Winning the East matters except it doesn't. Washington won the East last year and we're out in the round one and no one cared a year before Philly did and they were out and no one cared Would you rather have an increased chance to win the East or an increased chance to find your long-term starter?
5: I'd rather have an increased chance to find my long-term starter. And maybe I've just made up my mind about what Jalen Hurts is, and obviously the Eagles haven't, or they would have made this decision. But Jalen Hurts, to me, looks like he's not going to be accurate enough to survive in this league. I, I think he's just very limited on what he can do physically.
4: We're going to take our last break. Right now, if you look at EPA, expected points added with garbage time eliminated, Hertz is number 19 in the league. That's not horrible. By the way, number 18, Dak Prescott.
0: Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
3: tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a
2: great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I
5: thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
0: This
5: Straight out of eggs. And I'm AJ Hoffman. We've been taking a look at the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles and trying to figure out where they sit in the hierarchy. The Tampa Bay Bucks making a move, uh, or, or at least considering a move, bringing in Richard Sherman. The Tampa Bay Bucks still the best team in the NFL,
4: RJ. Ooh, I got to tell you something. This is so fascinating because there was such a divide even three or four days ago. And that divide was Tampa Bay, Kansas City, clearly the best two teams, and everyone else. And who was in the everyone else? Well, Rams were in the mix for sure. Uh, You know, maybe Green Bay. I don't know. Maybe San Fran. Yeah, I don't know if the Bills were when they were one and one. Right? I know you love the Bills, I know, but I, w- I would say there was questions about the Bills at that point. I think the Ravens were in the conversation, but let's say the Bills were too. I mean, they would have been at the bottom of the list, I think, of, of the next tier. Now, the Bills look mighty good, right? Give them credit. But the Rams are the ones that really supplanted Tampa and said, hey, we're undefeated, baby, and you're not. And then the Chargers would be the one you could make the case maybe made their statement they should be in that next tier. Like the Bills are still at, even the Bills that they're worse are ahead of the Chargers. But now the question is should the Chargers be in that tier? I think that's a valid conversation. But boy, when it comes to the top, when Kansas City's one and two, and they could easily be zero and three, they could be three and zero. That shows you how the coin flips are in this. Right? They could be easily. And then you think, I mean, two turnovers, they probably are 3-0 oh, if they didn't have them. And then if you look at the Rams not just winning but looking dominant and Stafford looking so good that you're ready to jump them from 12 to like three just in a couple games on your rankings. Uh, and and then you start looking at the fact that Kansas City and Tampa lost. I don't know. I think this is one of the most muddled you know, Mackenzie. let's look at the Super Bowl odds right now. Now, the Super Bowl odds are going to give you both how good a team is, how easy their path is, where like Dallas, for example, will have better odds than maybe they would if all things were equal because they are likely the division winner. Read me the – I'll tell you when to stop. Just read one at a time the Super Bowl favorites with the odds.
1: Tied at the top, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 6-1, to one, Kansas City Chiefs 6-1, to one. then the L.A. Rams are 8-1. to one the Bills are 9 to 1. The Green Bay Packers are fifth at 13 to 1. Now that's Cleveland interesting. Up. That is interesting. So maybe AJ's
4: more right than I thought. I thought there was a lot of skepticism about the Bills, the fact that they're, you know, one additional win shouldn't have swing things that much. The fact that there's like 500, you know, $500 of payoff between 8 to, you know, like 9 to 1 and almost 14 to 1 with Green Bay, that shows that that's a tear in people's minds.
1: So Continue reading. After the Packers, number six, the Cleveland Browns, 14 to 1, and the Ravens, also 14 to 1, the Niners, 16 to 1, the Chargers are 25 to 1. Yeah, okay, so that's far- the end. Of- okay, so the Chargers are the first ones in that next tier. Char-
5: Chargers, Cowboys, Titans, all 25 to 1.
4: Okay, Chargers, Cowboys, Titans. Boy, the Titans. Ooh. They feel like
5: they don't belong.
4: They do not belong there. So to me, it's. Uh, I think it's fascinating. What I would say amongst those teams right there, 49ers probably a little underrated, even though maybe I'm being affected by the, the political <laughs> consultant here for the 49ers, McKenzie. But but I do think they're a little better, and I think the Rams are a little overrated. Not necessarily for any given game, because they are good, but for a season, I think a couple of injuries can hurt the Rams more than anyone. What I want to do quickly, AJ, you got a little business, and then I want to talk rookie QBs at the end. Now, tomorrow, we're going to go into this at length, but I'm going to give you the headline right now, is when rookie quarterbacks start against non-rookies. So it's not rookie versus rookie because someone's got to win that. The rookies have not won a single game straight up, and they have not won a single game against the spread. 0-4, 4 straight up and against the spread. We're not playing another rookie. We'll dig into those numbers and how we can make money from them tomorrow.
5: If you missed any of today's show, including all the breakdowns on the Cowboys, the Eagles, who the best teams, who the best quarterbacks in the league are, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We just gave you the odds. Now stay tuned for The Odd Couple coming up next right here on Fox
0: Sports Radio.
3: Straight out of Vegas!